Sexual situations and violence. It is intended only for mature audiences. Finally, show with the balls to call it like it is. Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. Countdown to audio torture. The Rated R Safety Show starts in three, two, one. Ah, let the eardrum pain begin. Forget the corporate bullshit. This is the Rated R Safety Show with your host, Dr. Uh, it doesn't matter who the host is. Well, 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 is that not the truth or what? You know, it doesn't matter who the hell's around here behind the microphone. Um, as long as the microphone is on, right? Uh, I don't know. Um, but I always tell people when you get into this world, it's always about consistency, about being here, I think. I, I mean, I think. And I think it's important that you and I get to hang out on a day-in, day-out basis uh, doing the stuff that we that we like doing. In some cases, even doing the stuff that we love doing, but that's a whole other story. Anyways, today is Thursday, September the 9th of 2021, day 252. Yeah, day 252. 52 already and only 113 days left to go can you believe that can you believe that already 113 days in a couple of weeks will be will be down to double digits double digits on getting the move and groove anyways we are broadcasting live from the safety fm studios in orlando florida um so there you go so that's what's going on and we are also coming across you know with our friends at that other side of the equation radio so we are hanging out there as well. So we got a lot of stuff going on this morning um, as we are hanging out. Uh, so let's talk about what was trending in the overnight. Original Blue Clues, Blue Clues host uh, Steve Burns, who left for Nickelodeon show over 20 years ago, has not forgotten all about his fans. In honor of the show's 25th year anniversary, Steve, now 47, shared an emotional message to those who grew up watching him. So there's a message that is available um, that he went around and did. It, it was an emotional moment, of course, because, you know, people have, you know, nostalgia, you know, the nostalgia acts that we talk about all the time um, that people are talking about. I mean, let's just be realistic. That's what it is. Take a listen. Hi. You got a second? Okay. You remember how when we were younger, we used to um, run around and hang out with Blue and find clues and talk to Mr. Salt, freak out about the mail and do all the fun stuff. And then one day I was like, oh, hey, guess what? Big news. I'm leaving. Uh, This is my brother, Joe. He's your new best friend. And then I got on a bus and I left and we didn't see each other for like a really long time. Can we just talk about that? 
because I, I realized that, that that was kind of abrupt. Um, I just kind of got up and went to college. And then look at you and look at all you have done and all you have accomplished in all that time. And it just, it's just so amazing, right? I mean, we started out with clues and now it's what? Student loans and um, jobs and families. And I wanted to tell you that I, I really couldn't have done all of that without your help. And in fact, all the help that you helped me with when we were younger is still helping me today. I guess I just wanted to say that after all these years, I never forgot you, ever. And I'm super glad we're still friends. Thanks for listening. You look great, by the way. Whatever it is you're doing, it's working. So there you go. You know, 19 years to get to a farewell, but finally got to a farewell. But that's what's going on. Um, But, you know, the Internet was losing it yesterday um, in that particular regards of seeing that. Um, So let's get moving and grooving, because I think that that's going to be a portion of the important part of what we're doing here um, this morning. Just in case. Anyways, if you want to text in because we're still having box issues, uh, you can go to 866-930-SFM1. Just text it in on your regular phone um, and we'll get that moving and grooving your general direction. But that's what's going on on this lovely morning. Anyways, let's get you to our friends at some feature story news um, and see what they have moving and grooving, and we'll get that rolling right now. Here is the news on the Radio R Safety Show. From Feature Story News in London, I'm Chris Jones. Afghan protesters have taken to the streets once more in areas across the country in defiance of Taliban rule. The protesters have ignored Taliban instructions to stay at home. Instead, they've demonstrated loudly, calling for equality for women as well as freedom. The UK's Home Secretary has reportedly sanctioned new tactics to redirect migrant boats in the channel back to France. Priti Patel has been having talks with her French counterpart over the rising number of recent crossings. UK correspondent Simon Conway reports. It's understood Priti Patel has ordered officials to rewrite maritime laws to allow border force to turn boats around, forcing them to be dealt with by French authorities. At a G7 interior minister's meeting yesterday, the Home Secretary told her French counterpart that the British public expect to see results from efforts to prevent ongoing migrant crossings. Several newspapers now report members of Border Force are being given special training to handle these boats but would only deploy the pushback tactics when it's deemed safe to do so. Staying with the UK and there are reports that it could soon scrap its traffic light travel system. It's claimed a person's vaccination status and vaccination rates in destination countries could be used to determine travel eligibility instead. Here's Laura Meakin Isherwood with more. The UK's traffic light travel list has been heavily criticised by industry bosses who say the restrictions are preventing operations from returning to pre-pandemic levels. Now it's claimed that that system, which ranks countries green, amber or red dependent on COVID infection rates, could soon be scrapped. While red countries may remain with travellers returning from them expected to quarantine for 10 days at a government-approved hotel, green and amber lists could go with travel 
eligibility instead being determined by a person's vaccination status and vaccination rates in those destination countries. The government has not confirmed the speculation, saying the UK's international travel policy is guided by one overwhelming priority, protecting public health. The next formal review should take place by October the 1st. And Japan has extended its state of emergency as the country battles a wave of coronavirus infections. Phoebe Amoroso has more. Nationwide new coronavirus cases in Japan have started to fall, hovering around 12,000 a day. But hospitals remain under pressure due to a shortage of beds for COVID patients and the number of people with severe symptoms remains high. The state of emergency was set to end on Sunday, but will now last until the end of the month. The government is expected to lay out its plans for an exit out of these restrictions once the majority of the population is fully vaccinated. Currently, people are requested to refrain from travelling across prefectural borders and spectators at concerts and sporting events are capped at 5,000. From bureaus worldwide, this is FSN. With FSN Spotlight, I'm Simon Marks, looking in more detail today at China's aspirations for a future relationship with the Taliban in Afghanistan. A Chinese delegation visited Kabul on Monday, the first face-to-face contacts between Beijing and the Islamists now forming Afghanistan's new government. For Beijing, there are complications ahead, not least because of China's repression of the Uyghur Muslims in Xinjiang province, but opportunities as well now that America has has departed the country. FSN's Patrick Fock is our Beijing bureau chief. China has been taking a wait-and-see approach as the Taliban has taken control, and so it appears it's still holding out to see how things unfold exactly, and at the same time is maintaining its position of non-intervention in other countries' affairs. But the state-run Global Times ran a piece on Wednesday suggesting there is a lot of uncertainty about the Taliban's willingness to cut ties with terror groups, which is a key concern for Beijing, of course. And it also seemed to indicate there was some disappointment in the appointment of key members of the interim Afghanistan government. China, however, has fewer problems dealing with that government than America. At least one prominent figure in the new administration in Kabul, Interior Minister Sirajuddin Haqqani, is on the FBI's most wanted list, with a bounty of $5 million on his head for alleged terrorism offences. With FSN Spotlight, I'm Simon Marks. To recap our top stories, Afghan protesters have taken to the streets in areas across the country in defiance of Taliban rule. The UK's Home Secretary has reportedly sanctioned new tactics to redirect migrant boats in the Channel back to France. There are reports the UK could soon scrap its traffic light travel system and Japan has extended its state of emergency as the country battles a wave of coronavirus infections. That's the latest feature story news chris jones reporting this show is almost as enjoyable as hearing the sound of the toilet flush rated r safety show on safety fm okay what are you wearing right now nothing that's right so mommy's going to teach you how to dress yourself underwear always comes first name tag at the back then pants then shirt i got something to share with you not everybody has a beautiful head you know what i'm saying not everybody can pull off the shaved head look hey i'm not digging on people i'm just bringing it up Some people out there are losing their hair. Now, I want to tell you about my friends at Keeps. Two out of three men will experience some form of hair loss by the time that they are 35. More than 50 million men in the U.S. suffer from male pattern baldness. There are only two FDA-approved medications that can prevent hair loss. Keeps offers them both. 
Keeps offers a simple, stress-free way to keep your hair. Convenient virtual doctor consultation and medication delivered straight to your door every three months. You don't even have to leave your home. Think about that. There's other things that you have to leave your home to be able to pick up, not with Keeps. They have low-cost treatments that start just as low as $10 per month and Keeps offers generic versions. It's discreet packaging and proven results. Now think about this for a moment. Prevention is key. Treatment can take four to five months to see results. So act fast. If you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com slash safety to receive your first month of treatment for free. That's keeps.com slash safety to get your first month for free. keeps.com slash safety. Now just remember, not everybody has such a beautiful head like mine. Okay, what are you wearing right now? Nothing. That's right. So mommy's going to teach you how to dress yourself. Underwear always comes first. Name tag at the back, then pants, then shirt. Get the first button in the right hole or you have to start all over. Socks going first, then shoes right on right, left on left. With shoelaces, just take the ends, cross them over, switch the loops. The rabbit goes down the hole, pull tight, and you left with bunny ears. Got it? Why are your pants on your head? Most parenting is hard to do in just two minutes. Two minutes twice a day, making sure they brush their teeth is easier, and it could help save them from a lifetime of tooth pain. Visit twomin2x.org to find out more. A message from the Partnership for Healthy Mouths, Healthy Lives, and the Ag Council. This message is for all of you sitting in the passenger seat, and apologies if it gets a little uncomfortable, but how does it feel to be at the mercy of someone who thinks a random text is more important than your life? Someone who takes their eyes off the road while speeding along in a three-ton hunk of steel. Freaky, right? Well, why not just ask them to stop? Or better yet, volunteer to text for them. It might be a little awkward, but believe me, you'll live. Learn more at StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. We are live outside the home of Joe and Rosie Goddard, where a pretty big tickle fight broke out just minutes ago. Sources say their father instigated the laughter. Let's go inside for a comment. (laughs) Apparently, they have no comment. Dads, let this be a reminder that it only takes a moment to make a moment. Call 877-4DAD411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. How's it going? I'm having a stroke. Are you going to shake my hand? I'm having a stroke. Wow, you're not even moving your arm. I'm having a stroke. When someone is having a stroke, they may not be able to say it with words, but their body language will tell you loud and clear. Look for FAST. F, face drooping. A, arm weakness. S, speech difficulty. T, time to call 911 immediately. Know the sudden signs. Spot a stroke fast. Visit strokeassociation.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. You are listening to something magical. <laughs> You're Not. listening to the Rated R Safety Show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something magical, all right. I got magic. Um, so anyway, 16 minutes past the top of the hour as you and I are hanging on this lovely Thursday. And please don't, you know, don't jump in and tell me that it's Friday, Junior, because that's a lot of bullshit. Anyways... <laughs> Let's continue talking anyways um, about what is going on inside of the world of the multiverse because that's always important as we are talking. Um, anyways, the the remains of two more victims from 9-11 were identified this week just b- before the 20th anniversary of the terror attack. Dorothy Morgan and a man whose name is being withheld at the request of his family were identified using high-tech DNA testing according to the Hempsfield Medical Examiner's Office. Uh, the two victims were... Um, 
Tom are the 1,646 and 1,647th people to be identified from the remains um, recovered from the World Trade Center. About 40% of people who died in the attack, 1,106 victims, uh, still have not been identified, but testing continues. It's interesting that, you know, that we have tech out there and we're still at this at this point uh almost 20 years later still nothing you know so it it becomes very um intriguing to me that uh, as good as our technology is from time to time we still have issues with technology when it comes to that i mean just just something to think about as we are talking this morning. Anyways, on other news, Apple will hold a special event on September the 14th, which many believe will be used to unveil new iPhones. Since 2013, the company has released new iPhones annually around this time of the year. Most analysts don't see radical changes to be announced, perhaps just small technical updates uh, to the phone's processor and camera. Apple did not comment beyond um, announcing the date. So there you go. So you know all those people that are out and about and always uh are always getting um the whole aspect of I need to get a new iPhone every year. Well, I mean this is the time of year that'll be exciting for you, I guess is one way to look at it. Anyways, a powerful earthquake hit near um a city in Acapulco on Tuesday night, killing at least one buildings in Mexico City, hundreds of kilometers away, were rocked by the quake. The US Geological Survey said um that the that the quake had a preliminary magnitude of seven point oh, so it's a pretty big one if you really start thinking about it. When it's all said and done, El Salvador has officially adopted Bitcoin to a legal tender. Did you hear about this? The kickoff of the rollout for the country purchased 400 Bitcoins um, worth about $21 million. The legislative body approved the new currency as the nation's official legal tender, along with the U.S. dollar in June. So there you go. Some things to think about. So here's the thing. So let's talk about that. So you have 400 Bitcoins because I still don't understand this tech. Um, so what is it like a partial, like, do you pay in partials? Like, how do I know what something's worth if I had to pay in Bitcoin? So let's say for instance, in a, in, in normal language, I would have paid 10 bucks. Like, am I paying one thousandth, one hundredths, um, one millionth of a Bitcoin for what that's worth? I mean, because just the, the transfer rate there, is going to be a little ooey gooey, um, as we're talking. I mean, just think about that for a moment. How do you, how do you start doing the math there? I mean, just something to think about. I mean, don't take it the wrong way. Anyways, let's continue. Um, more than 200 Seattle police officers are asking, um, risking their jobs over the city's COVID-19 mandate. The situation is not unique, but many, fi- many, fire, many fire police and other emergency responders across the country are opposed to the mandate of risk and mandate and risk termination nationwide the vaccination rate for first responders is far below the national rate of 74 percent of adults who have had at least one dose so worth asking what about all the nurses who are also risking their jobs not taking the vaccine why are more people not asking why that is maybe that's one question and then question number two is those who are vaccinated um should should they have questions about the unvaccinated. And of course, that's a lot of weird stuff there when you start thinking about it. But I, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, it's one of those weird questions that comes up very ever so frequent is, especially depending on where you hang. Um, how do you look at the vaccinated opposed to the unvaccinated and vice versa? So let's, let me just kind of ask the weird question. If you have something going on and you know someone is unvaccinated 
and they're going to be there. Will you not go because they're not unvaccinated? And if you have people that come over to your house, you know, that's your thing or your office. Is there a requirement to show proof of vaccine? I mean, it's it's a lot of questions that come about when it's all said and done. There's a lot of stuff that comes about with this. I mean, just think about it for a moment. I'm not trying to I'm not trying to get all, you know, all weirdy weirdy here. Um, but it is a question that you need to think about it. I mean, j- just give it a moment and give it a thought. We at Safety FM are not responsible for what this idiot behind the microphone is saying. He is trying to be entertaining. We do our safety show. Okay, a 500 million year old um, fossil belonging to, uh, let's see, a different country, which were unusually looking oceanic creatures, um, has been discovered by researchers. A study um, detailing the newly discovered fossil, which was found in Cambrian Rocks. From the, from the National Park located in the Canadian Rockies um, has been published in the Journal of Royal Society Open Science. Researchers called this the size of the creature mind-boggling. It is the biggest ever found from the Cambrian period. Um, it had a multi-faced eyes, a mouth that was shaped like a pineapple, slice that, um, that was lin- uh, lined in teeth, and a spiny claws located beneath the head of the catchy prey. Um, the body was equipped with a series of flaps that, uh, that, um, that likely helped it swim. The head also had a large covering resembling the shell of a crab or a turtle. So think about that. The newly discovered fossil and others will be on displays at the Royal Ontario Museum beginning in December. I mean, I'm sure tens of people are going to have questions about that. That's for sure, because that's how these things come about. Um, No doubt about it whatsoever. Um, So let's continue talking. The East Coast is bracing for a Category 3 storm that is moving through the Atlantic Ocean, Hurricane Larry. Really? That's what we went with? Hurricane Larry? Hurricane Larry is not expected to make landfall in the U.S., but forecasters believe that it will be powerful enough to be felt along the East Coast. The nation, uh, the National Weather Service has warned of severe thunderstorms, flash flooding, dangerous rips, and surf along the coast on early, as early as today. As early as today, damaging wind, hail, and heavy downpours, or even tornadoes, are also um, the possibility. And then they expect uh, the service tweeted out yesterday. The warning comes from the Hurricane Ida um, that ravaged the region. So there you go, some stuff to think about for sure. As we are talking on this lovely morning, you know, it's kind of a, one of those weird gigs because you know you, you think about how they name some of these things but larry is what we're going with but definitely if it's not going to hit landfall um it's some things to think about as we are going about and about so there you go um so here you go the national institute of health is investigating reports that covid19 vaccines may impact reproductive health did you hear about this researchers from boston university harvard medical school john hopkins university michigan state university and Oregon Health and Science University have been tapped to lead the study. The NIH notes that the immune and reproductive systems are instinctively linked. Therefore, it's plausible that the vaccine may disrupt a typical menstrual cycle. So something to think about. Worth noting, um, typical funding for such study um, would uh, take a year for approval, yet more than $1.6 million have already been funneled into the investigation. So something to think about as we are talking this morning. So what do you think about this? Because this is something that we've heard. Um, what, what should I say? Because I don't think I have scientific proof of it. But we've heard rumors for a, for a period of time of people saying that that um, that this is something that would 
cause issues with your reproductive system. So I don't know. I mean, I guess it's good that there's they're, they're finally a study for it. Um, just something to think about for sure. Anyways, let's continue going on real quick just for the sake of doing so. The head of the WHO is calling on rich countries to halt all booster shots in effort to get shots to those in countries in need. Um, uh, let's see. The head of it said yesterday that he is appalled at the comments by pharmaceutical manufacturers that it, w- uh, that it said that vaccine suppliers are high enough to allow for both booster shots and initial vaccinations in countries that are in dire needs of the jab. Uh, Tendros had previously called the, the booster shots, um, not to go out until the end of September, but is now extending that um, it probably needs to wait until the end of the year. Meanwhile, the U.S. and other countries have begun making plans to offer the booster shots. So when people say for the greater good, what does that mean? Greater good? I mean, of the rich? I mean, I don't know. I'm just saying. But what do you think about this? Should booster shots go into effect before other places um, have enough? of the vaccine to be able to share. I mean, I'm just asking a question here because it, it, it becomes one of those weird ones for sure. When we start thinking about it, it becomes one of those weird ones where you start going, okay, what are we going to do? Because there's a lot to think about in it. Listen to our host of the Rated R Safety Show. Self-implode on our airwaves only on Safety FM. Okay, so let's continue talking. A lot of stuff going on on this lovely morning. So let's talk, let's talk, let's talk. Um, let's get Jenny Smalls in here. Maybe that's what we'll do. We're going to talk about the market real quick. So let him do what he does because I think that that's going to be the important factor. So let's go from there. Here's your Market Beat Minute for Thursday, the 9th of September, 2021. Equity slipped again Wednesday with the FOMC's Beige Book in the market's focus. The Beige Book revealed improving conditions, but also a growing uncertainty spurred by the resurgence of COVID-19 as well as mounting inflation. The key takeaway from the report is that the FOMC is still on track to begin tapering sometime this year. The market may get another clue as to what will happen on Friday with the release of the PPI data. The consensus is for producer price increases to moderate from a 1% monthly gain posted in August to a slower 0.6% gain in September. Even so, producer-level inflation is rising quickly and will lead to higher consumer prices down the road. If the PPI comes in hotter than expected, the FOMC could begin the tapering as soon as the September meeting in two weeks' time. You can get the inside track from Wall Street's Brightest Minds delivered directly to your inbox every day at MarketBeatMinute.com. Okay, thank you, Johnny Smalls, for that one, because that's definitely some information that we needed on what's going on inside of the market. So stocks fell yesterday, Wednesday, as the Dow lost 68 points. The Nasdaq dipped 87 points, and the S&P dropped about 5 points. Momentum regarding the economic recovery appears to be slowing um, as investors as weigh in on the ongoing virus situation against seemingly intermittent changes in monetary policy by Federal Reserve. There is also a growing disconnect between the number of jobs available and those willing to work as job openings reportedly surge to a record 10.9 million. That's 10.9 million. Think about that real quick. 10.9 million is the number that we're talking. I mean, I don't know. There's a lot of still strange stuff going on. I mean, and I don't think that that's going to change for a while. Just something to think about. Uh, So some stuff going on 
for sure. Anyways, I think it's time. Is it time yet? Yeah, let's do it. Let's um, let's go into our main story for today, and let's go from there. Here is our main story on the Rated R Safety Show. Oh, you know, main story time can always become a whole cluster of things because we never know where that's going to go. We never know what we're going to talk about. I mean, I, we have some idea, I think, um, on when we're going to start talking and what we're going to do. But then also at the same time, too, we get into some weirdness where um, it, it can change very quickly because I'm easily distracted by things. But if you took a look at the name of the show, is that what got you in here today? Or was it something entirely different? I mean, I don't know. I'm just asking you. Educating the mind. I mean, that's, I mean, that's what it was without, you know, that was what we were coming about and talking about this morning. But think about this. Think about how many times you have went somewhere and you have ad- been involved with Anything related to education, and I mean, I'm talking about that it could be from the end of you teaching a class to somebody teaching you a class, and you're really trying to educate each other. You can also apply this to incident investigations on you're really trying to have a better understanding on some of the things that are going on, and it becomes one of those weird things where it becomes extremely difficult, where you're not sure where things are going, but you look at it and you go, well, what's happening? And you go... I went somewhere today, and we were able to share information. We were able to go over some things, but it just didn't stick. And we were able to go over this information, and it seemed like the group got it. But now that it's been a few weeks, it doesn't seem like they got it. And I know that... Me have been able to train in the past and talking to other people that have been able to train as well. It seems like it's, it's an issue that's ongoing. It seems like it's an issue that we have all the time in regards of just the conversational piece. And I know that recently we had the discussion on, on how some books, they seem to repeat the same thing over and over again, just for the whole aspect of you kind of getting it of, Hey, I'm going to tell you this. And then later in the book, I'm going to tell you the same thing. And, you know, you realize that also in trainings, some of that same thing happens. But where it gets interesting is that sometimes we have a lot of head knowledge. We have a lot of knowledge of things that we should be doing. I mean, think about it. Think about it real quick. If you think about your average diet, you know automatically that if you go to the gym and you eat well, you're going to do well. So that's something that's common knowledge, but it's not something that's normally practiced. I mean, let's just be realistic. Like, I can tell you, I go to the gym all the time, but I eat like garbage. Um, So does that help one another? Probably not. But that's something to talk about. But you, I have the understanding in my mind of what needs to be done. But am I following what needs to be done in my heart? And I know that this can get, you know, very touchy-feely here for a moment. But educating the mind without educating the heart is no education at all. And if you really kind of take about this from Aristotle on him saying this, and one of the quotes that he used many, 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 many moons ago, think about it on how it applies to a lot of the things that we do. Because I can teach you something, and you can have the head knowledge of it, but it doesn't mean that you have the education of it. Because just because I can recite something 
does not mean that I am educated on stuff in regards if I'm not putting it into practice. Because, you, you know, that whole thing of do what I do, I mean, do what I say, not do what I do. That's kind of common. But here's the thing. Sometimes there's some knowledge stuff that we just don't like. Sometimes there's some knowledge stuff that we just don't enjoy. Sometimes there's some knowledge stuff that we don't want to apply to our heart because we don't think that for us physically, it will be in the greater good. I mean, don't lie about it. Think about it for a moment. Think about what I'm saying. And I know some people are going to be, well, that's kind of asshole-ish today. And I guess one could say that. But also at the same time, when you start taking a look around and you want to make a change, it all starts with mind and heart. And we can go into the body and soul and all that kind of fun stuff. But if you think about it and you really tie it all together in one big package into a bow, where is it that sometimes some of these things get lost? It's not the education of the mind. Sometimes it's just a simple education of the heart and actually putting it into applicable applications as you're moving it forward. Think about that. That one might be a little bit deep today, but it's for sure something to think about. Educating the mind without educating the heart is no education at all. Hey, somebody brilliant said that. But what do I know? Just a guy behind a microphone. What did he just say? We at Safety FM don't always agree with the viewpoints of our hosts and guests. Now back to real safety talk on Safety FM. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to the home of real safety talk. You're listening to Safety FM. We'll be right back. Hamilton was adopted from a rescue in 2008. He really likes to be around people. I get out my mat and I'm doing a downward dog and he's underneath. He's quite the pug about town. He gets invited to a lot of parties. He knows he's a pretty big deal. Look at this little face. I do not love him. Hamilton the Pug, Instagram star and shelter pet. Amazing adoption stories start in shelters. Visit the shelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States and the Ad Council. You make sure his toys don't have any sharp edges. You taught her what to do when the smoke alarm goes off. You do so much to keep your child safe. But are you using the right car seat for your child? Car crashes are a leading killer of children ages 1 to 13. Protect your child's future at every stage of life. For information on the right seat for your child, visit safercar.gov slash the right seat. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. So you see, son, good manners are important. Should I go through it again? Yes. Yes, please. Yes, please. Exactly. Always say please, thank you, you're welcome, and excuse me. Sit up straight, hold doors open, don't speak with your mouth full, keep your elbows off the table. Share your things, play nice, and generally treat others the way you'd like to be treated. Got it? Got it. And stop picking your nose. Most parenting is hard to do in just two minutes. But two minutes twice a day, making sure they brush their teeth is easier, and it could help save them from a lifetime of tooth pain. Visit 2min2x.org to find out more. A message from the Partnership for Healthy Mouths, Healthy Lives, and the Ag Council. I'm a retired school psychologist, and helping people was my thing. After my stroke, when Meals on Wheels started, I was on the other end of the stick, so to speak. My name is Julius Gaines, creative writer, poet, photographer. One in six seniors faces the threat of hunger, and millions more live in isolation. Drop off a hot meal and say a quick hello. Volunteer for Meals on Wheels by donating your lunch break at americaletsdolunch.org. This message brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. Hey, are you tired of hanging around and talking about safety in a boring kind of format? 
Well, I got something for you. If you haven't hung out with us yet at safetyfm.com, I'm going to encourage you to do so. Yeah, if you come out to Safety FM, you can come hang out with all kinds of safety professionals. Some are safety professionals. Some are just people that are talking about safety. But we want to do it in a format that makes it fun and entertaining. If you're kind of trying to figure out what the FM portion is, well, we're a radio station and also a podcast network. You can come out, hang out, listen to my show, The Jay Allen Show. You can listen to Todd Conklin with the pre accident investigation blaine j hoffman with the safety pro the hop nerd sam goodman just to name a few on what could be found on the station different things for different people trying to bring safety in an entertaining form safetyfm.com go to the website download the app and carry it with you all day long safetyfm.com we'll be waiting for you do you have a claim and not sure where to turn? Coastal Claim Consultants are professionally licensed and bonded public insurance adjusters employed exclusively by you, the policyholder, to represent you after sustaining an insured loss. They assist policyholders in all aspects of processing the claim, working closely with the insured to provide the most equitable and timely settlement possible. They will provide you with comprehensive service, anything from inspecting the law site, analyzing damages, compiling claim support data, reviewing applicable coverages, assessing replacement costs of damages, and negotiating your settlement. The adjusters at Coastal Claim Consultants will evaluate your claim for no upfront cost whatsoever. Coastal Claim Consultants' fee is based on contingency contracts and are paid when the insurance company sends you a check and it's in your possession. Coastal Claim Consultants are licensed to assist you in the following states. Florida, Texas, Oklahoma, Georgia, and South Carolina. South Carolina. For more information, go to coastal-cc.com. That's coastal-cc.com. For more information, lighting the way to recovery. Coastal Claim Consultants. It's hey, me, but I'm, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, all this money on me. Yeah, yeah, cash rules all around me. Yeah, yeah, all this money around me. Yeah, yeah, cash rules all around me. Okay, that's a little bit of Tilton Park. That one's called Black Boy Joy. It's readily available on Spotify and iTunes. And it is 40 minutes past the top of the hour as you and I are hanging out. So there you go, there you go. That's what's going on. That's what's going on this morning. Going on this morning. So anyway, so let's continue talking as you are hanging out here this morning on this show. Um, So, you know, I talked about this earlier this week, but I think that it's kind of some of one of these things that we need to talk about real quick. Are you kind of, have you taken a look at some of these COVID maps that are out there? Have you taken a look at some of these um some of these things that are showing where the hot spots are like state wise on what are the hot spots of what's going on? So, it's kind of interesting because if you take a look 
at some of the hot spots that are that are out there in regards of new COVID cases that are coming about. You are definitely seeing some stuff in Florida, and you're seeing some stuff in Texas, just kind of the way that it's working out. I mean, if you take a look around, just what's happening. But it's kind of amazing to me. If you, if you think about this for a moment, you're a safety professional, more than likely if you're watching the show or listening to the show. Um, I'm, I'm, I, I, I tell people that I, I'm not a safety professional. I'm definitely a, I'm into the world of psychology, but hey, I, I, I dabble in safety. But what I keep on looking at is that I keep on going, how is it that the two largest organizations that interact with safety um, are having their annual conferences in states that are considered hotspots, it becomes one of those interesting conversations because wouldn't you, I mean, aren't we supposed to be kind of taking a look and trying to avoid some of the, I guess, some of the stuff that we can? So why would we want to tell people to go to these places if they're not normally in that state? Not that if the, you know, being from the state is going to help you anything. But isn't it kind of interesting that we would say, hey, why don't you go to these places that are having high high rates high ratios currently of what's going on i mean i i don't know i just kind of look at it um in in what's going on and it becomes one of those weird conversations and i know some people are not going to love it that i'm talking about it but it's just stuff that we need to talk about for sure now i can sit here for a moment and we can talk about let's see what else what else can we bring up cuz in Florida, because, you know, we are different here in Florida, I'll, I'll, I'll bring this into the screen, hopefully. This is um, something that's going on. These are, so, this is something, I'm going to block myself for a moment. This is something that the governor here is assisting in opening. And if you can't see this, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what it says. Governor Ron DeSantis paid St. Cloud a visit to announce the new COVID-19 Moleclarial Antibody Treatment Center that will serve the community from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. seven days a week um, at the St. Cloud Civic Center. The treatment is focused on those who are experiencing COVID-19 symptoms or have tested positive with the regards of their um, her tested. Hold on, let me get this back. Um, have tested positive without regards of their vaccination status, and who are 12 years of age or older, or potentially at high risk of developing severe COVID-19 symptoms due to age, being overweight, or certain medical conditions. Now, these things are popping up throughout the state. Now, what I've been told, there's other states that are having these things as well. Texas, of course, and Florida. So. Essentially, let's be realistic, these things are being out there, put out there to offset people having to go to the hospital because they don't have room in some of the hospitals. So why would you want an influx of more people in an area if you already know that this crap is being put into place? I'm just asking the question. And I know, you know, when we start putting rationale or logic behind some of the questions here people get pissed off really quickly but i don't understand on how that's a thing i don't understand on why that would be a request i mean i get the virgil thing and don't get me wrong i know it sucks you do too i mean it's like hey i'm going to a conference that's virtual i mean how fun is this and i'm not poo-pooing on anybody's party um on virtual conferences 
hey, they're not as exciting as going into Persian. You know, let's go, um, let's go drink. Let's go have fun. Let's go, let's have our, our social interaction and our networking. But it's kind of a weird thing. Because you can't say that you're prominent in doing something for health and safety and then turn around and do that and say, let's meet in a place that has high level or high traffic in regards of new cases that are coming about. I mean, this is something to think about. I mean, if you apply logic to things, it becomes difficult. And here's my question. And of course, I'm not a future teller. But what if your event becomes a super spreader, but you're also telling people that they need to be vaccinated and they need to wear a mask and enforce that in the locations that they work at? It becomes a weird conversation. I'm just throwing that out there. And I know a lot of people are not going to love me for saying it. And, you know, I will. I mean, I realize that I don't normally try to go with the flow and I'm not trying to do this to push buttons this morning. But I'm saying it because it's something that we need to think about. I'm saying this because it's something um, that when we start having knowledge past tense, you know, after something occurs, then it, is it going to be looked at of the we should have, could have, would have? I know it's a weird one, but I just want you to think about it. And believe me, I'm not saying don't go. I'm not saying, hey, but I just think that the people that are on the top there need to put a little bit more logic and I believe me I know that these things make tons of monies for this or, for these organizations so I mean I understand that but at what point do you put life at a higher value than a conference that makes money I mean you could do virtual it sucks I know it does I mean I'm not saying that it doesn't but let's be realistic let's be realistic on expectations and I think that we're still kind of early with a lot of the weirdness that we're seeing as of late it's just something to think about for sure. Oops. What did he just say? We at Safety FM don't always agree with the viewpoints of our hosts and guests. Now back to real safety talk on Safety FM. So there you go. Wow. That felt like a soapbox moment. That's for sure. Um, so let's continue talking. Not so supervisors. Yes, not so supervisors. A majority of bosses blame their employees for technical glitches that they're experienced during Zoom meetings and consider it a fireable offense. Think about this. That's the big um, takeaway from the recent survey uh, of leadership response to Zoom issues done at the workplace collaboration via uh, company Viotope. Uh, they pulled over 200 managers who um, worked with companies with over 500 employees or more. 91 of, 91% of them said that their employees experienced technical issues due to, so due to poor connection, frozen screens, audio problems, or showing up late. The bosses agreed that the hiccups can directly um, um, affect businesses, and 43% blamed their employees for the issues. One in four managers said that they fired a worker for technical issues, and around 83% opted to take disciplinary actions in other ways, including removal from the project, which was also um, which was also what I wanted to do all along. So, I mean, I guess that's kind of the way that it works. So, there is they have to. Um, so there, there you have it. Showing up late is a technical glitch is something to think about. That's one. And the biggest problems that I've had with Zoom is the huge zit at the end of my nose because, that you know, that doesn't help either. Also, look at this. We got something in the box. I'm, I'm kind of surprised because this thing has been kind of working kind of funky. Um, one of the um, once these things are contracted, it's difficult to get out of. 
I mean, at this particular point, thanks to Jim Pozel for um for referencing that. But here's the thing: at this particular point, aren't we at the at the point now that a lot of these contracts should have something um that lists something related to COVID, and aren't some of your insurance providers helping out with some of that stuff? And I mean, let's just talk about it. How much how much other things got canceled? during some of the events now don't get me wrong i am not sitting here pretending to be a saint um i have actually been to a event since this but that was pre um pre a lot of conversation of seeing the delta variant kick in so i don't know just some stuff um just some stuff to think about for sure so I don't know. Let's continue talking. Uh, the skinny on fat. Yes, the skinny on fat. We've always been told that being overweight is a sure um, fire path of health problems and disease. But a recent study of obesity may actually increase a person's chances of surviving potential deadly illnesses. Think about this. Researchers from the University of Gultingberg um, say that people with bigger waistlines are less likely to die from several bacteria infections than those who are slim and trim. Previous studies have shown that uh, that excess weight increases the risk of developing certain um, worms of cancer. Uh, excuse me, worms of cancer. Listen to the forms of cancer, diabetes, and heart disease. But the new findings confirm that the scientists call obesity a survival paradox, and that being overweight or obese Beast offers protection against bacterial infection, and when you come, and uh, then when you get punched in the gut. So, I mean, I guess that's one way to think about it. As fall arrives, many children um, are headed back to school, and a new study says that returning to daily classroom routine can help kids avoid becoming overweight. Researchers from the University of Central Florida found that especially in the wake of COVID-19 and remote learning, the behavior which often led to obesity, such as inactivity and too much screen times, drops on school days at the same time as a child's general level of activity rises on school days, leading to better overall health, unless there's a chip truck on the way home. So there is something to think about. So there you go. Uh, what do you go? Not if you don't have an, a good event planner. I think you're pitching a service. Isn't your wife an event planner? Is this what you're going to go with next? Are we going to get, are we going to get a service, a service rendering next? I mean, let's be realistic. Um, the, the organizations that we're talking about, I'm pretty sure they have event planners. Let's just be real. I mean, they are organizations uh, that make moolah and make quite a, a good chunk of moolah. Um, so I'm pretty sure they have event planners for the events that they're doing. I'm just throwing that out there as something um, as we're talking here. Anyways, let's continue, continue, continue. Should we continue? I think we should continue. You are listening to a radio god. What? This has to be an error. That host is not a radio god. Anyways, this is the Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. Okay, let's get back into it. Um, should we talk about this? Is this is, is Olivia Munn being pregnant important? Yeah, let's let's continue. Uh, so other things going on inside of the world real quick um, before we get too far into it. Yeah, we're definitely not going to be talking about, about, you know, that whole thing that we talk about all the time. 
Nah, okay, we'll skip it. Um, let's talk about this real quick. So last year, 2020, on this date, global death tolls of COVID-19 um, passed 900,000. Deaths in the U.S. is 190,000. That was back on this date that we started talking about those numbers back in the day. Um, so the other side of the equation here, let's talk about this. Hunter Hayes, Lauren Daigle, and J.R. No, and Lauren Daigle are both 30 today. J.R. Smith is 36. Michelle Williams turns 41. Michael Bublé turns 46. Um, Henry Thomas turns 50. Adam Sandler turns 55. Charles Esten turns 56. Hugh Grant, 61. And John McPhee turns 71. So those are all birthdays that are going on today. If you're looking for a reason to celebrate today, let's talk about those real quick. National Teddy Bear Day. I wonder how many people wish that it was national take the teddy or take the bear out of the whole thing. Um, and that was the day. Uh, Care Bear Share Your Care Day, National Wiener Schnitzel Day. Yeah, Wiener Schnitzel and then National School Pitcher Day. You, you, do you get really get school pitchers this early into the year? Oh, that sounds like a terrible thing. Um, just, just bringing that up real quick. Um, anyways, before I get too far into it, uh, do we want to do another real story? I think we liked, did we like real stories yesterday? I thought they were pretty good. Uh, let's, let's see. Which one do we want to, do we want to do real story? I don't know. There, I don't know. It's like we're so close on time. I don't know what to do. Uh, let's just talk about. Let's just talk about it. Maybe. Maybe let's do that. Let's do that instead. Um, so let me tell you real quick about my friends at the <laughs> at the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Whether you have struggled with suicide yourself or have lost a loved one, know that you're not alone. Hear about personal experiences from people in your local communities whose lives have been impacted by suicide and depression. To find out more information, you can call 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-8255. Or text the word TALK to 741741. Or you can go to AFSP.org. That's AFSP.org for more information. So there you go. Some stuff going on there. Let's talk about did you know TikTok um, has overtaken YouTube in average watch time among U.S. users, according to a new report from the app analytics um, firm App Annie. As of June 2021, TikTokers watch over 24 hours of content per month compared to 22 hours and 40 minutes spent on YouTube by its users. In the UK, the difference is much is more stark. TikTok users um, um, watch about 26 hours of content a month compared to 16 hours of YouTube. So there you go. If you want to know how you're spending your day, well, now you found out. So there you go. Friday's hot dog day? Who the hell is telling me this? I didn't know that. Thanks for sending that in. So it's hot dog day on Friday. I don't know why you're bringing that up, but we'll talk about that, I would imagine, tomorrow. Anyways, let's talk about some whack facts real quick. During the Middle Ages, Christmas trees were hung upside down. Uh, interesting. Uh, lobster and jellyfish never stop growing. That's interesting. A cat can independently rotate each of its ears about 180 degrees. Cats sleep for about 70% of their lives. So does my wife, now that I think about it. She sleeps about 70% of her life. Well, that's a whole other story. Um, light doesn't necessarily travel at the speed of light. It has been recorded moving as slow as 38 miles per hour. Sherlock Holmes never said elementary, my dear Watson. How, do, how, does, it, how does anybody know that? I don't know that. How do you know that? 
Anyways, let's give you some scoops of BS real quick before we get you out of here. A study showed that 42% of women and 50% of men have talked dirty on the phone. I have, but for some reason, the pharmacist at CVS drive-thru doesn't think that it was hot as I do. I mean, I'm just throwing that out there. Um, China's IKEA's fastest-growing market Interesting. They went from building the Great Wall to assembling so-so bookcases. Just think about that. Did you know that television was invented before sliced bread? It's, it has been un, an unrelated news. TVs are getting thinner while viewers are getting fatter. Something. I mean, something to think about. Tom Wopod from the Dukes of Hazard fame turned seventy today. Um, he'll have a birthday party at his place, but you're not allowed to enter by jumping through the window. Just throwing that out there. And happy birthday to Adam Sandler. His sense of humor, however, has just turned eleven. So some stuff to think about for sure. We at Safety FM are not responsible for what this idiot behind the microphone is saying. He is trying to be entertaining. We do our safety show. Okay, so there you go. There you go. Let's give you a random joke for today if you need that. Mirrors don't lie. Ask any lucky ass. And lucky for me, they don't laugh. So I guess that's kind of an important thing. If you need a phone starter for today, try this one. If you could live anywhere else in the world, where would you live and why? I got a place, and I know why. That's a whole other story. Um, If you need something for the water cooler, try this one. According to a study, this can cause a person to leave negative restaurant reviews. What is it? Rain. So there you go. Anyways, you've been listening to the Rated R Safety Show exclusively on RadioBig.fm and SafetyFM.com. Safety FM is the home of Real Safety Talk. We can't do what we do at Radio Big and at Safety FM without you, the most important part. The listener. Yeah, remember we're a radio show first. We still love our viewers, but, you know, the radio is where we kind of hang out with for the most part. Anyways, if I can leave you with a thought for today, I would love to leave you with this one. There are two ways to slide easily through life, to believing everything or to doubt everything. Both save you from thinking. Think about that. Think about that. Think about it. Think about it, think about it, think about it, because there's a lot to think about there. Anyways, I know who you are. You know who I am. Love you, mean Duh. it, and goodbye. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and its guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the company. Examples of analysis discussed within this podcast are only examples. They should not be utilized in the real world as the only solution available as they are based only on very limited and dated open source information. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the company. No part of this podcast may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system, or transmitted in any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic, recording, or otherwise without prior written permission of the creator of the podcast, Jay Allen.